Hey, you know what? Why don't you clap back? Skirt flex, you know, ghosted, you know, throw shade. Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So Deepavali happened yesterday. I'm sure some people are still celebrating, right? Douglas, what did you get up to? I went to visit a friend's house. We supposed to have two uh, open houses, mm. but the dinner one got postponed to tonight. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's like double day Deepavali. Oh yes. I just had some crazy dreams. That's that's what was most interesting <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, what a weird segue! <laughs> was it because of something you add? You ate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was something I ate. Uh, probably all the mutton, the curries made my dreams a little bit spicier. Um, I don't know lah. I just for some reason have weird dreams. So I dreamt this security guard didn't let me park in this spot, and it was like what outside. A, some. What a boring dream! My goodness, <laughs> you dreamt about parking. Parking, but then outside is like outside this outside this shop lot. Okay. I drove off. And then the security guard stopped me. Okay. I had to wind my window down. And even in my dream, I was like, I have to wind my window down. I'm not wearing a mask. How are like this? And then the security guard was like, oh, you parked in an illegal parking spot. Now you have to pay 50 ringgit. Oh. Then we almost got into a fight. I had to get out of the car. Like, talk to him like, no, I'm not going to pay 50 ringgit for a parking spot. Then he called his manager, boss, security <laughs> guard to come. <laughs> your your <laughs> dreams, are, I don't know whether they're wild or just so mundane. See, my <laughs> dreams on the other hand are pretty crazy. I dreamt I was like the boss of like a security company, but we were rogue. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So my, my guys go and extort people. Mm-hmm. And then one of my guards came back and told me this Minachi refused to pay him 50 bucks and went out of the car and was shouting and shouting also. <laughs> <laughs> so you owe me 50 bucks, oh, Juanita. Wow, so it's an inception <laughs> Anytime he tries to get cash from me, he will try. <laughs> Fly FM. I still feel like it's Deepa Valley. Oh man, the fireworks were beautiful. Did you see any fireworks? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I live in uh, Ampang Jaya area area there yeah and oh, a lot of fireworks and, and not just the noisy ones the beautiful ones yeah beautiful and noisy that's like me right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as i was driving out the highway going to my friend's house mm-hmm. um it was midnight <laughs> i hope my mom isn't listening to this she'll be like why are you driving out at midnight but it was midnight and as i was driving on the highway all along the sides were beautiful fireworks yeah like in co- Colorful. I thought, you know, I felt like it was a celebration for me. No, I think every <laughs> Malaysian felt it was a celebration for them because yeah. we have not had a proper celebration I for know. one and a half years already. Yeah, it was it was very nice. But Beautiful. honestly, getting ready for Deepavali is a task, man. Why? As an Indian woman <laughs> or half Indian for me, <laughs> uh, wearing the sari is a task, you know, like eating in a sari, going toilet in a sari, and I don't even have to cook in a sari. I can't imagine like for Indian women who have to cook in a sari, get their kids ready to go to the temple in a yeah. sari, carry the whole family in a sari. Oh my God, I cannot I, imagine. I've always admired the sari. I mean, the fact that you use one piece of cloth and you do a lot of wrapping and yeah. you know, in and out, it's kind of like a very complicated knot but yes. with, <laughs> with a very large string in, across your body. But I want to ask, like, when you wear a sari, uh, Juanita, do mm. you like cover the stomach area or you expose the stomach area? Uh, it is a little bit exposed No matter how high you go You mm-hmm. still kind of expose it right? Yeah So I've always thought That the traditional way That when people wear sari That 
the belly is exposed yeah. until yesterday i was uh, informed that actually that's not true you know really yeah apparently like the real like proper traditional one again mm. uh, this is just my friend who happens to be an indian guy and his family telling me so i don't know how credible this story is <laughs> but i was apparently told that it is um not exposed the belly uh-huh. and the reason was what happened i was watching tv at my friend's house right. and so they had the indian channel on i was watching like, mm-hmm. the music channel and then uh, this mtv came and there was this uh, indian lady uh, who singing a song but yeah. she had an exposed belly okay and the tv station actually censored huh? her belly are you serious yep I, they put a very bright light at the <laughs> belly area and so at first i was like okay this is like some camera you know like technique or whatever right but during the dance she's dancing and singing right every time she appears there's a bright light at her belly <laughs> It was so weird. I'm like, I'm like, and like because you put, you try and censor the belly by putting a bright light. We just kept looking at the belly, right? Because a bright light is very focused pooling. Right. I just kept looking, and the her dancers in the background were doing incredible stuff like backflips, and they were breathing fire, but no one cared. Right. We were all staring. At the, the light on on the belly, and I told my friend, "Say why they do that?" Now I'm just staring at the thing. <laughs> and my my Indian friend was like, "Hey, bro, festival of lights, right? Just stare at the light." <laughs> Fly FM. Happy Deepavali! I'm sure you're still celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm still having the aftertaste of all the cumin and the turmeric mm. in my mouth. Yesterday, when I went to visit my friend's house for Deepavali, right, they mm. were so cheeky, you know. Why? When uh when it was time to have lunch, so they invited everybody to have lunch. We all sat down. Uh, my wife, you know, myself, some of our friends, we all sat down. Yeah. And they're like, okay, eat, 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 eat. Right. But they knew we couldn't eat. Why? Because they didn't put the cutlery. <laughs> so they're like, sorry, Deepavali, this one Indian food. We eat Indian style you eat with hands yes I'm with your friends on this one but I don't know how <laughs> to Wait. eat with uh, my hands you don't know what do you mean you don't know how to eat with your hands like for rice for rice uh, I don't know how to to like capit the rice I don't know like and to put it in my mouth like I've never learned that I mean I can use my hands to <laughs> What? Why is this so strange? This is crazy. How can you be Malaysian and not know how to eat with your hands? I don't know. Maybe because when I was growing up, I was predominantly a Chinese boy in a Chinese house. No. Like, I would, no. Wait, wait, Chop. I would use my hands to eat things like chicken. Like fried chicken, yeah. pizza, yeah. burger. I know. That I know. So, what you don't know about me is I am a huge advocate for eating rice with hands. Why? Whenever I get the chance... To eat with hands, I will. Unless there's soup. <laughs> you know? Sometimes with soup, I try to eat with my hands. You know, but I cannot because it's yeah. too basa. No, you have, to, you have to scoop it up like drinking water like that. Yeah. It's so hot. But now you have made it my mission to teach you how to eat with your hands. Oh. You cannot like not know how to makan dengan tangan no, no, if you're never, even banana leaf also I'll eat with, uh, with the cutlery. And I'm not so bad, right? My wife is worse. She Everything so she'll use cutlery... Believe me, if she could have used cutlery to eat the muruku yesterday, she would have used the cutlery <laughs> to, to like, you know, gin- gingerly take out the muruku and cut it. So, so like, my wife would tell people, no, no, I cannot, no, I only use the cutlery, I cannot use my hands. And then they will say like, oh, you mean everything? Like, even things like prawns, you know, things like crab. And then, and then uh, my wife will be like, yeah, no, even prawns and crab, I will use cutlery. And That's people crazy. will be amazed at her skills because, yeah. you know, prawns, you got to peel the whole thing, right? Yeah. What they don't know is that my wife actually has a specialized prawn <laughs> peeler crab 
uh, you know shell <laughs> crusher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Douglas Slim. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of sweet. Fly FM. So Mata Fair begins on the 20th of November, the first time in two years it's happening. 20th and the 21st. Traveling begins end of this year. It's super exciting. Oh, yes. And not just like uh, internally, you know, because I mean, we were very excited to be able to go to Poriksen, Langkawi, you know, but now the world is our oyster. Yeah. But, with, but with SOPs, lah. <laughs> International travel, baby. So we talked about where you'd like to travel next. I said Maldives. Douglas, I said Peru. Yeah. yeah. So you really like Peru You always talk about this Yes Because they're very impressive to me I mean uh, They are a developing country So they're not You know Like the Very established countries They're not the Parises They're not the Londons Or mm-hmm. the Romes They are a developing country But I really admire their maturity uh, Do you know what is the National language of Peru By any chance? No Okay uh, Spanish Okay Okay uh, Why do you think they speak Spanish and why do you think Spanish is their national language? Probably to do with their history, right? With yes. The, they colonized by the Spaniards. Bye, bye, bye. Basically, what I learned from my trip to Peru was that the Incas were there in the Machu Picchu area mm-hmm. and then they were very clean people. Right? You, clean? You, yeah, clean. When you go to Machu Picchu, well, you see a lot of pools, a lot of like bathing, like oh. bathtubs, kind of like modern day bathtubs. But back then, so they were stone Oh wow! Bathtub. They were obsessed with uh, cleanliness and hygiene because uh, they were fairly well off in terms of the food department. There was enough food going around, right? And they didn't fight a lot of wars, so you know right. they spent a lot of time washing themselves, cleaning so themselves. So chilling, lah, basically. Yeah, they were really like <laughs> chill and clean people. Then the Spaniards show up, like the conquistadors, uh-huh. and, and their horses, and their <laughs> weapons, and disease, and so oh. they show up, and they basically, I think, they brought smallpox or something like that. <laughs> And that pretty much wiped out the Inca civilization, oh. and that's how well, the the Spanish, uh, you know, uh, took control of Peru and established it as one of their colonies. Right. So that's a nice little history lesson for you there, by Douglas Lim. Yes, that's the historical part, right? Yeah. What I admire is the maturity. So I'm like, hold on. When I was there, I said, what is your well, your native language? And they're like, well, a lot of us speak Quechua. So I said, okay, so where do you use Quechua? Said, well, we use it at home with our families, with our friends. I was like, but it's, it's not th- taught in schools? They were like, no, in schools we teach uh, Spanish. And our okay. national language is Spanish. Uh-huh. And so coming from Malaysia, you understand why I was a bit weirded out by this uh, situation? Because in Malaysia... I mean, you know, because we, we have to speak our own language. Yeah, we are very proud of our our language, and you know, sometimes when uh, there are people who, you know, when you suggest that no, you should speak English, they're like, no, that's the language of of our penjaja, bahasa penjaja. <laughs> we cannot, we must not speak English. You know, we must only speak uh, the national language. Yeah, this does still happen sometimes. And so now in Peru, though, they had the maturity to go like. No, um, not many people in the world speak Quechua. I mean, it's our native language, uh-huh. but it's not a global language. Yeah. Spanish is a global language. Right. Yes, of course, history is history. They were very mean to us, but the fact is to thrive in the modern world, right. Spanish is one of the, I think, the top five spoken languages in the world. Mm-hmm. And so they had that maturity and I thought, wow, that's amazing. And it's 
It's actually quite true, Juanita. Just because you speak a language that's not native to you yeah. doesn't change who you are. For example, yeah. if I start talking like, hey, you know what? Why don't you clap back? Skirt flex, you know, ghosted, you know, throw shade. It doesn't make me a millennial. By, <laughs> it makes you an <laughs> uncle that's trying to be young, which is quite embarrassing. I do lah. <laughs> Fly FM. So it's football this weekend again. Brighton versus Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a game I'm interested in, of course. Right. But the whole of Malaysia, I think, is going to be focused on two main games. Uh, the first one is the Manchester Derby. Do you know what that is? Manchester Derby. Yes. No, I don't know what the, it is. The way you, the way you say it with the accent, I thought you're expert. Or <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the whole point, yeah, to talk about football with an English accent. So Manchester Derby is probably one of the biggest uh, football matches in the world, right. uh, but in Malaysia also because this is where Manchester United will play against Manchester City. Oh yes, so so it's it's gonna split the the town in half, <laughs> you know. And uh, yesterday during the Deepa Valley Makamakan session, you know, a lot of uh, United fans there, right. they were very apprehensive. Like there was this one guy, I know, a uh, big United fan. He was very cautious about the Manchester United's chances this time against right. City. Uh-huh. Yeah, because City are playing really really well. So that's gonna get everyone's attention. The other game though, Liverpool versus West Ham. Right. Usually you think. Mm, Liverpool, big club, West Ham, not so big club. But this time, West Ham are doing really well. So, this is considered one of the top of table clashes. Right. I yeah. feel like in this football, there's a lot of surprises. Like, especially with your team as well, Brighton and Hove. It's like nobody's ever heard about Brighton and Hove. And then suddenly, they're winning games. Yeah, they're not bad. Lah. They are top 10. They're number 7 now. Uh, so, they are going to play against Newcastle. Okay. Newcastle, this year, oh, very bad. Lah, Juanita. <laughs> they are like second last. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They re- they're really quite bad. And I think uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, we have a really good chance because we did very admirably against Liverpool oh. uh, last week. Right. Liverpool had, had just come from thrashing Man United 5-0 yeah. and then Brighton goes to Anfield and we hold them to a two-all draw. So That's cool. Oh yeah, we were, we were very excited. So anyway, as president yeah. of the Malaysia... <laughs> of course. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> I I'm, I'm very it. proud of this position, you know. You're right, self-appointed though. Yes, yes. <laughs> like like most Malaysian. <laughs> too, right? So, um, what do you call this? As the president of the Malaysian Brighton and Hove Albion Supporters Club, mm-hmm. I have got a brand new chant for all our members this week as we aim to beat Newcastle. Okay, let's hear it. I got my hands ready. Ready, yeah, and go. Brighton and Hove Albion, we can be champions. Beat Newcastle fast, their second last Adoy. Then we whack everyone. Then we whack everyone. Fly FM. So Deepa Valley yesterday, I'm sure you went to a lot of open houses. I went to a few open houses. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't get caught up in other conversations, so I sat at the dining table. Talk to aunties and ah, men. The attack of the aunties. The attack of the aunties. All these unwanted comments. Yo. When I went to visit my friend, one of the aunties said, Hey girl, you put on weight today. Ah? This MCO weight. Ah? Chubby chubby nice. Ah? 
<laughs> they sometimes ah. uh, what they say can be a little bit hurtful uh, but you know they come from a good place yeah i guess so you know they follow it up by oh but they are still pretty like is it that supposed to make big difference you know yeah yeah because they just you know they uh, i guess a bit old school they see something they'll just say it yeah you know i just feel that you no know, we should uh, be able to look at this and go like well they are aunties they are you know at the age their heart is good they always concerned they they'll be they'll be the ones every night praying for us but you know it's still the back of my mind and when i go to sleep it's just like oh put on weight uh. then it echoes <laughs> in my mind put on weight put on weight put on weight do only the kind of negative comments play on your head uh, how about the positive ones don't you also play in your head like, but still pretty still oh, no. pretty my my brain is not as advanced as i like it to be <laughs> yet see that's right uh, why 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 are uh, humans like that uh? we always take all the negative know. ones and just keep repeating the negative ones a lot of people say good things about us repeat those like make you feel better <laughs> one of the questions i get when i go for open houses yeah. which uh, irritates me but i play along lah is right nothing to do with me mm-hmm. i'll be there having a you know fun time some yeah. people recognize me as a comedian right and their question is hey douglas how's harith Eh, how I know? You ask Harith lah, or you go on his Instagram and you see how he's doing. Just because we are related industry-wise, yeah. you mean I know anything about him? Does anyone go to Jet Li and go like, "Hey, Jet Li, how's Jackie Chan?" No, right? <laughs> Fly FM. So we're talking about ridiculous questions or comments that you get asked and told during festive seasons. Mm-hmm. I got told, "Oi, girl, you put on weight, ah?" Shit, but it was from a nice place, lah. Uh, yeah, 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 from a nice place, lah. But still bugs me, lah. Okay. <laughs> Another thing now, which is a new thing, is, "Hey, how's working with Douglas Lima?" Not about how my work is or how <laughs> I am with work. Is how I was working with Douglas. What do you say, though? I say, huh? Oh, okay lah. Wow, wow, really, really selling the occasion, lah. Okay lah. Uh. Wow, you understated marketing at its best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I I get asked some of the weirdest questions. Like uh, earlier on, as I mentioned, you know, like people will ask me things about the industry. Yeah. So they will see me. Hey, Douglas, he's a comedian, right? So they will go like, Hey, so you know, how's Harith? I get this one. I get a lot. Like, where's Aflin? Aflin Shawki. Like, yeah. They go like, Hey, where where's Aflin? Shaki, I'm like I don't know Wangsa Maju maybe because he stays there. Like why would why would I know where where Aflin is? Uh, I get a lot of this. Like hey, send my regards to Jacqueline Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Jacqueline Victor on a regular oh, basis. Man. But the weirdest one I got so far, I think, was some time back. Two uncles uh, that were there, yes. nice people, about old school lah. Uh-huh. And after a while, like, they, you know, they they sauntered up to me. They're like, "Hey, young man, doing well lah in the industry. You got videos on the YouTube's." <laughs> <laughs> and you know things. I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. Uh, you know, slowly, slowly lah. We do what we can because live shows are not uh, available anymore, etc." Small talk, small talk, and then they drop the bomb. They are like, "So Douglas, you know, right, that the the NTV Seven now is uh, they changed to the Didik TV." I'm like, "Yes, uh, NTV Seven has changed to the uh, educational channel." They were like, "Yeah, so ah, uh, where has the English news gone?" Oh my god! I'm like, "Huh? What do you mean?" Like, no, last time the only English news was on NTV Seven. Now no more. <laughs> where has the news gone? I'm like, "Why would I know the answer to this?" That's so random. I'm like, "No, but you are in the TV. What they will." Tell you where the English? No, they don't tell me where the English news has gone to. I had to Google uh, one time because I didn't realize that people still watched English news on the TV. I can't believe you actually cared to Google. <laughs> no, I tried to try That's and so help. Nice. I tried to help them. Uh, there, we said there's one lah. Midnight on TV three. <laughs> so, 
I think that's the only English news available still. They're like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And then so they were quite happy that I managed to find them the answer. Lah. Yeah. Uh, although, I now also have gotten some newer questions. Right. Uh, like yesterday, um, someone said, hey, so uh, morning show now with Wanita. I was like, yep. And they were like, uh, so hey, Wanita hot? Ah, uh, yo. <laughs> What did you say? Like that lah. Hey! <laughs> you started it. Kurang ajar, betul. Fly FM. So, it is festive season. Deepavali yesterday, we got some of like, what the heck questions. <laughs> ben, what are some of your what the heck questions that you got? Hey guys, morning. Morning. Hello. Good morning, good morning. Sorry, How morning. Deepavali lah? Anyway, happy Deepavali guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> happy you. Deepavali. Thank you. Bye Deepavali. Um, it's fun lah. It's fun, you know, going to uncle's house, auntie's house and all yeah. that. But there's one big problem, right? Every time you go to his uncle and auntie's houses, uh, they will just ask you all these kind of questions. Hey, when are you getting married? Uh-huh. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing now? Where are you working now? Uh-huh. You know what's the worst? What? How much do you earn? <laughs> Is it their problem to know how much I earn? Wow. It, it, they will ask such personal questions, one, uh, how much you earn. It's all they, personal questions. Yeah, I mean, like, hey boy, so where are you working now, boy? Wow, that's such a, a fantastic job. A big, must be big salary, lah, that means. Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but but do you do you tell them or do you think like such information is a bit too personal? Um, I think it's personal lah. But what to do? Uncles and aunties won't give chance. What? <laughs> Somehow they will just press, 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 and finally they say, okay lah, earn a decent salary lah, enough to survive longer. I you see, know? I see. Uh, it's just weird though that like I think this is a very personal question. I mean, I would never reveal that because you never know if any of them work for the income tax. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but what's the worst, you know, after they find out how much you earn, they might tell your wife. Oh. <laughs> then your wife will come to say, oh, you never tell me you, you had an increment, huh? Oh, <laughs> oh bampos. That's so bad. Bampos. But I remember my amak, uh, okay, she's, she's passed already. Right. But uh, it was very cute one because we would speak in Malay because her first language is Hokkien and mm-hmm. I don't speak any Hokkien and right. I, you know, I spoke English. Yeah. And so we spoke Malay. When she was alive, uh, she would ask me uh, how I did, uh, how was my day, and then yeah. she, where well, she knows I work as an actor, last uh-huh. time lah, yeah. and she would say, "Wow, banyak duit, oh, lima puluh ringgit." <laughs> it's very cute because she's very old. She was from the time of the Japanese occupation, right? right. So to her, fifty ringgit was always a lot of money. That was yeah. her standard. So she'd be like, "Oh, banyak duit, oh, lima puluh ringgit," mm-hmm. and I would be like, "Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, lima puluh ringgit," and then she would say like, "Ah, banyak duit, ah, kasih bapa, ah, jangan lupa kasih bapa." I was like, oh. That's sweet. Not sweet, Wanita. Who is Bapa? Her son lah. Oh, I didn't think about it like that. Fly. So we were talking about the RTK test the other day, right? The self-test kits where you have to put your saliva in a vial. And then I told you about how, you know, I, when I put my saliva in the vial, I put too much in and it overflowed everywhere. <laughs> and you say I had so much saliva. Yeah. Next time when I sneeze, people have to bring umbrella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mom heard that because she's so sweet. She listens to the radio from like 6am to 9am. Wow, okay, okay. Just to listen to this show. She was like, hey, after you said that, uh, you should have played Rihanna's umbrella. Wow, your, like, mo- that was your mother is now like what? Music director, is it? <laughs> I know, right? Adud, you come in. Always, adud, there's something to say. I, I know, I love it when like parents, I guess because they've always been advising you, you know, since when you were young, you know, they advise you, they give you uh, suggestions. Honestly, this reminds me of how I give you advice. It does not just apply to older people. I was like, I don't know, 22, 23 at the time when we first met or after okay. we first initially met where 
you did your first video, I think, or one of the first few videos. Oh, my social media videos. Ah. Yes, correct. Okay. I remember it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> And it was probably a mass message that you sent to everyone saying right. like, "Hey, you know, open to feedback. Maybe you can let me know what you think." And you and you actually gave me some feedback. I wrote out proper feedback. I wrote out an essay. I remember telling you that it was bad, telling you what you should do. And then after that, I didn't see any videos from you for years, right? And I always wondered during that time. I wonder if my comment like actually deterred him oh, or no, discouraged yeah. him from doing more videos. Like, was it bad? Because like, who am I? To no, give advice is 22 year old Maybe yeah. I read your comment And got so heartbroken And decided <laughs> to give up altogether. Yeah no lah I can't remember what you said Oh thank god Fly FM So the security guard in Sentul Got scolded for no reason Apparently some kids were left with him And he didn't take care of them Because he had to actually go out And do his work And when the parents came back They scolded him Maximum yeah, I saw the video I mean The rudeness aside The uh, verbal abuse aside My thought is like First of all, why you simply leave your kids with a security guard? It's a security guard. He's not a babysitter. He's not exactly. a kindergarten. It's not a nursery, right? Yeah. I mean, the security guard has got work to do, like uh, security, you know, to make yeah. sure people don't illegally park there or strangers simply come and walk into their apartment. Mm-hmm. So I don't get it. Why would you vent your anger at someone who has nothing to do with the whole problem in the first place, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you you don't go to a kindergarten and, <laughs> and scold them like, hey, why are you not providing security? Because they're a kindergarten. <laughs> Garden. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I guess people take out their anger a lot. You know, mm. sometimes it, you don't have a reasoning. At the end of the day, it is wrong to do it. When I was 11 years old, the discipline teacher <laughs> at my school came into my class, walked in, yelled at me in front of the entire class for flirting with some Indian boys that were being naughty. Okay, so I went with my friend. Yalini Renuka to the toilet, <laughs> and when we came back, discipline teacher was there and like, yelled at us. But okay, when you walked to the toilet, did you walk in like a, uh, you know, uh, attention seeking manner or not? I I am an attention seeking person. So <laughs> no, you see, no, you kidding. see. No, I was not. I just walked to the toilet and back. That's did it. you all like, accidentally drop your handkerchief or something like that? <laughs> no way. Because I've seen these things happen in the Tamil movies. Uh, like like this is very <laughs> and boys especially at that age, mm-hmm. it doesn't take much first. To think that you are flirting seriously, I like boys at that age. You do nothing. Also, we think you're flirting. I remember when I was in school, yeah. my friend uh, Steve. He was like, "You see, you see the form six girl flirting with me." I was like, "She's not doing anything. She's not even looking at you." I was like, "Yeah, that's why she's looking away. Cannot tahan my sexiness." Oh my like, Please. gosh! Fly <laughs> FM. So we're talking about getting scolded for no reason, okay? The security guard at a condo in Sintol was scolded for not looking after these two people, residents' kids. Yeah, and it's not even his job. Yeah. So I think that was totally unfair. I remember an epic scolding someone got that was completely unfair. Also, so this happened. Uh, we were children. Yeah. Uh, this was an amateur theatre production, nah. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of kids. Basically, it's like uh, parents will send us there so that we have something to do during the holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like to take our take up our time, right? Right. And because I am uh, Douglas Lim, uh, so kira talented lah, right? So, <laughs> so usually I would get like the lead role lah. The lead role in whatever little uh, play that we're doing, yeah. and the children that are not so talented, uh, so they will get uh, other roles like rock. 
<laughs> or tree. So there were some some uh. kids that uh, their job was to stand there and pretend to be a tree, you know. Yeah. So we are we were rehearsing. Uh, costumes and props were not in yet. We were just rehearsing this uh, play, yeah. and I was doing my best, of course. Then the director said, uh, "Oh, I'm going to invite my friend who's a professional theatre person." So we were all very excited as kids. Oh, someone professional is going to come and watch our rehearsal and maybe give some comments. So we were mm-hmm. so excited. This guy shows up, real pretentious little fella, right? Now looking back, I'm like, I would have slapped him. But anyway, <laughs> you know, he shows up like, no, yeah, I've done this theatre here, this theatre there. I work with Joe Hasham, whatever, you know, like name dropping. Uh-huh. As kids, we were like, okay, so you know, what do you think of our our rehearsal just now? Yeah. And he starts like dropping all these terms, like you know, you must have motivation because, okay, I took it personally because. I thought I was very good. Yeah. But he like tore apart my performance. He was like, oh, no, the no. lead guy, uh, Douglas, you know. Yeah, you are, you are saying all these things very dramatically, but what is your motivation? What is your impetus? I'm like, mana aku tahu impetus? Aww. I'm a kid lah. This you know, guy I'm, was a bully. Yeah, but he was like, you know, what's your impetus for doing this? You know, you must have a motivation. You know, you must have a, what is the subtext? He was going all this like professional theatre jargon. Yeah. And then he, he looked at back at the, at the one of the kids at the back. And this guy, this joker here, he doesn't move. He doesn't react. You know, acting is not just acting. Acting is reacting. You know, boy, when the, when the front actors are doing all these things, you must have some emotion. You must show what you're doing. You must uh, react properly. And I'm thinking, Daphilus a tree. <laughs> what, what reaction do you expect from a tree? So we're like, uh, director, he's a tree. We have no costume now. But in the play, he's a rambutan tree. <laughs> and this fellow don't want to lose, you know. He was, oh, like, no. oh, he was like, move a bit lah, what? No wind blowing, is it? I'm like, hey, excuse oh, me lah, no. dude. He's digging himself a hole. Get a life. Fly FM. It is the weekend and I'm excited because live events are starting again. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Exactly. The whole goal is to not be able to feel my face this weekend. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I'll be going to Rex KL for the event XKL. Um, it's quite cool because they've partnered with Chandana for the Art in the City campaign. Sorry, you said you're going to Rex KL for XKL? Yeah, I know, <laughs> what, right? What rhymes. Like, incredible rhyme was that, man? That's what they planned, man. They're cool like that. So they're collaborating with Chandana to do a concert? Yeah, I mean, it's a campaign, but these are not just concerts. It's live bands performing. They have DJs. They also have an artist that's coming in mm-hmm. who is going to be on the Oculus Rift, which is the VR. Yes. She's going to paint something in virtual reality or in augmented reality. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to sell it as a, what do you call that? NFT. Or a non-fungible token. Yes. Those are big uh, now. You can Huge. sell it for a lot of money as collectibles and stuff like that. Yeah. But hey, can... Can gather in big groups already, man? Like, uh, these uh, are they going to be SOPs and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, of course there are SOPs. When you go in, you have to, you know, obviously scan. But RexKL, I don't know if you've been, it's huge. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, I think I went there, I went there for my first date, Juanita. Back then, <laughs> it was a, it was a, Double story cinema Right And then it got like Burnt down twice Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah Some yeah. fire accident happened yeah. Now they've kind of Repurposed the place um, They're doing the whole area up As a way to bring Communities together Because that's a little bit Of a dodgy area But they've changed it all up It was a dodgy area I think yeah. But now they have done What? Gentrification and Correct. stuff. Like it looks very trendy And swanky Yes yeah, So But on the SOPs Because it is so big
big You have enough space To social distance And everything Everyone obviously Has to stay in their masks There's food places Downstairs okay. Upstairs There's like a Antique shop Where you can get Like really cool Trinkets vintage, and stuff like, oh, Vintage okay. stuff Yeah But you know I think who's Even more excited mm-hmm. About this event The yeah. musicians The performers Because live events Have not been happening For so long already Exactly So performing Are going to be Seven color t-shirt They haven't performed In years right So this will be Their first time Duan Duan and gang Duan gang yeah. Son of a policeman Brendan DeCruz Sounds of Jane Alfie Zumi Airwaves on fire Blister um, We also have Lady L Okay Billy Blue and the Nowhere Man They're epic I think it's going to be quite an epic performance. Yeah. I, one of the DJs is also going to be Skeletor, which is our Skeletor. Our Skeletor? <laughs> yeah, the one that does the 5M mashups. <laughs> he's going to be spinning as well. So you spinning, go and He's spinning like, what? Golden oldies. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Go and heckle him. Fly. So we're debunking some myths to do with COVID now. Apparently, it's confirmed that there's no benefit with using ivermectin. And ivermectin was used by a lot of people when they got COVID, right? To like manage the fever and stuff like that. Yeah, not just when they got COVID. A lot of people were taking ivermectin as a prophylactic. In other words, they were taking it as a preventive measure. So a lot of them were led to believe that by eating ivermectin, you can prevent yourself from getting COVID in the future. And that was proving to be quite dangerous because... uh, it's actually quite a dangerous drug And people in the uh, animal world They understand this My wife for example She has used ivermectin On a few of our pets uh, It's an uh, anti-parasite okay. oh. it's, Yeah, it's to kill parasites And the vet They are super careful uh, When they prescribe ivermectin They're like how, how heavy is your dog They must get all the measurements perfect Before they give you a dose Because a slight overdose could prove to be very, very dangerous to wow. the animal. Yeah, so when people were using ivermectin here, we were very afraid and the doctors were especially very afraid because not enough study had been done. Right. So a lot of it was just hearsay, you know, there was uh, one testimonial about a doctor on uh, on YouTube who said ivermectin is very good. A lot of uh, people were saying that, oh, there's a reason how India, you know, remember at one point in time, India had a, a lot of COVID cases, but India overcame uh, the COVID problem very, very quickly. Correct. So the rumor started that actually India was using ivermectin. I don't know how that started. So the Ministry of Health said, okay, fine. You want to trust ivermectin, whatever. Let us do a study first. Okay. Good. Three months later, MOH comes back and says, yes, uh, we have found no benefit <laughs> <laughs> in using ivermectin. In fact, uh, they found that uh, this, uh, what they call that side effects tripled. Oh, for man. people who use ivermectin so that is dangerous that is dangerous so please ha. don't use ivermectin here if you're listening I think if you can don't use it yet lah. however you know I still I will tolerate the ivermectin group lah. there are people I know some friends personal friends who swear by ivermectin yeah. I, I tolerate them mm-hmm. more than I tolerate the anti-maskers oh. anti-maskers I cannot tahan anti-maskers are a story of their own lah. why FM. So we're talking about anti-maskers in Malaysia. If you're an anti-masker, you'll be on the news for sure. <laughs> you will be shamed, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, in Malaysia, not many anti-maskers, but in the UK, quite a few, you know. In the UK also recently only recovered from the whole COVID uh, scenario and everything. Yeah, they were having like 20 cases, 20,000 cases per yeah. day. To have anti-masking views, I'm not sure is the right time now. 
now is too soon but mm. my sister-in-law lives in the UK and she was saying that that she would go to the bakery downstairs from her apartment yeah. and being the Malaysian inside that she is mm-hmm. she will still wear the mask no matter what double vaccinated whatever she will still wear the mask right so she would go there you know order her coffee eat wear the mask wear the mask after about think 3-4 days the owner actually approached her and said uh, love hi can you actually remove your mask because you are making other patrons feel uncomfortable wow yeah but like, what like because she might have a virus because what I don't know lah maybe the you westerners they feel uncomfortable because you're covering up like you don't want to show your face like maybe you might be a thief and then you steal their oh. bag and you can't recognize them or right. I, I have no idea then I started thinking maybe it's the same thing like when westerners come here and they mm. wear their shoes into <laughs> our houses right like take your shoes yeah, off take your shoes off man it makes me feel uncomfortable maybe they're so like hey I'll put noon well you know what honestly I like masks because when I go out um, I don't have to see people <laughs> I might recognize if I see one someone I might know. I don't have to go up to them and say hello, whatever. Oh, I see. So it so helps you with can, my social anxiety. You can right? hide. You can hide <laughs> your identity lah, like Peter Parker lah. Exactly. I'm a big fan of masks as well because they make people look less ugly. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. I was there right then. I was at uh, this uh, food court and I saw there was this guy, uh, like big fellow, and then he had like uh, very nice hair. It was all looking really good. Right. Uh, good physique and everything he had a mask on oh, this guy looks like a million bucks right, right. he took off his mask are you mucus plosen fly fm so it is time for champion mingu ini say champions we are being 100% sarcastic okay we don't actually mean champions no <laughs> yeah, that was being 100% sarcastic as well <laughs> so who do we have this week eh, Wanita story number three this man divorced his wife after one month because he finally saw what she looked like without makeup Oh man, that is so cruel and so shallow. You know, I hope the next person he marries is a neurologist so she can say like after one month she looked at his brain and decided I still want to divorce this man. He's brainless. <laughs> champion, 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 champion. Number two. An MP got kicked out of parliament because he spent time arguing about whether elephants understood Tamil. I don't understand some of these people. We uh... elected you so you can be useful for us in parliament. If you want to <laughs> Take a break uh, Just say I want to have a break uh, Don't cause yourself To be kicked out uh, yo. Champion, <laughs> champion 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 Number one A prominent leader Said that drinking A bottle of Tima Is like drinking A Malay woman I can't believe We're still saying Such things In this day and age Because if that Is true Juanita mm-hmm. I have put Ramli sausage In my mouth Many <laughs> many times Or John's roti <laughs> champion, 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 champion champion Remember We didn't put you On this list You put your Self on this list. <laughs> Mic drop. This is the Douglas Lim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.